The Movie Hour, episode 82, May 6th, 2010. You want to see crazy? No, I've seen that movie, and spoiler alert, it ends with a closet full of my suits on fire. Welcome all to the Val Kilmer Top Secret Movie Hour. This is Greg Maloney podcasting from our Gunga Pit studio in Michigan. Joining me tonight to discuss everything movies is my brother Jim and my friend Jeff. Good evening, gentlemen. Hello, guys. How's it going? Well, well, thank you. Hey, uh, this is Jeff uh, podcasting from a bunker underneath the Gunga Cast studio. Uh, because... Just because- just because you're in timeout doesn't mean that you're not in the you, studio. You gave an intern my office. <laughs> what was I supposed to do? You disappear for like four hours? I gave an intern a- my office. That, that, that's what you're supposed to do. What do you mean, what was I supposed to do? Uh, you go on 48-hour 40, 40 alcoholic binges at, at a time. I gotta, you gotta- No, that's not even true. I quit <laughs> that it's definitely 52 hours. <laughs> right, right. Um... Uh, you guys might have noticed the the new the new uh, spoiler alert message. I just threw that in there. I thought it was funny. Uh, I just wanted to throw out credit that that's from uh, the Archer series, uh, and I just wanted to say it's pure hilarious, and that's why I made it in. It's funny, and maybe I'll use it again. Maybe I'm going to remind everybody again that when I tell Greg about a TV show and he decides not to listen to me for months on end, uh, we we can we can guess what's going to happen next. <laughs> I'm actually not sure who I should give credit to, to to telling me how funny it was. Like I had, I knew it was out, and then you guys had talked to me, and I don't remember who said like, "Oh, this is great. You have to watch it." I'm not sure who it was first. I I can't. It, it may well have been Jim. Right. I can't give give uh give credit where credit is due. Um, James, I know you've been sort of pouting lately. Are you over? Are you over it yet? Like I guess. No, I'm not over <laughs> yet. At the very least, it's only about a day. Yeah, but. There's the, the, always the next game. There's always the next game. Yeah, the next four in a row. Uh, yeah, I don't see. Hey, they're going to put in Osgood. They are going to put in Osgood, and everything's going to. I be will good. be amazed if they put in Osgood. I think they should. What do they have to lose? Uh, not a whole lot. Another game. I mean, there's <laughs> honestly, uh, it, I think it makes no sense not to put in Osgood. Why not give it a whirl? Maybe he'll go in there and be absolutely shut down. The way they're playing, he would have to be absolutely shut down because this this has been a weird series. I mean, game one, we outplayed them for the whole game except for a minute and a half, and they scored three goals in that minute and a half. Game two was just a fucking clusterfuck of penalties. We took ten penalties, five of which I thought were bullshit. Uh, ended up losing that game. And then this last game, th- game three, we played great out the gate, took a lead, let in a really soft goal at the end of the first period, scored another time, up 3-1, and we just played prevent defense for the rest of the, the game and just let them come back. Well, also, that third goal... Uh, that third goal the was one of the softest goals I've god ever God-awful, god-awful. 100% Jimmy Howard's fault. Yeah, and then we hug him out to dry for the overtime goal to teach him a lesson. I didn't see the, the first period, but the first goal, wasn't that during a power play or no? For oh, us, you mean, or for them? For them. Uh no, I don't think it was, okay. mm-hmm. and it was with 1.8 seconds left in the period too. Right, and yeah. he was there. He had lifted up his leg pad a little bit, snuck underneath. Really bizarre. Just I'm gonna fling it at the net type of shot. Just garbage. And yeah, so I'm not happy with Howard. Not happy with the way they played the entire time. That whole prevent defense style playing. I hate. I just hate it. Just keep Sounds playing funny. with intensity. God damn it. <laughs> Okay, I'm done. Well, I guess intensity. They'll have, more, they'll have time to think about it on the golf course. Yeah, uh, and that's where they'll deserve to be. <laughs> Man, it's a thin line between love and hate, huh? Jeez, lots of. Lots when of when you've words. seen them flip the switch and play an awesome game seven, the se- you know the series before, and then just fuck around for an entire period with a lead, and then yeah, you know it's there, and they just don't use it. Well, that's. Well, we'll have to learn from their mistakes. They're they're professionals. They'll figure it out between their their eight million dollars that they're getting. They'll they'll figure it out. No problem. Uh, yeah, but I guess I guess we should actually discuss a little bit about movies, which is why we're here. It's sort of uh, it's, it's always near and dear to our hearts, and, that, and that's why we get together weekly to uh, pretty much just screw around and then talk a little bit about movies. And uh, that's that's where we're going to start. 
we have uh, our first feature today, the Holly Hunters Highwood Hoopla, and it's quite a quite a thick hoopla this time. We we got quite a few topics to discuss, so uh, I guess uh, we'll start with the big number one. Uh, Fox Studios is arming itself for yet another Die Hard movie. Fox is in negotiations with writer Skip Woods to pen a script for the sequel. Woods recently wrote X-Men Origins Wolverine and A-Team. There you go, Jim. You have something to look forward to in A-Team there. Uh, the last Die Hard movie, Live Free or Die Hard, grossed $134 million domestically. So this, thing, uh, this thing's got to happen. So it's really weird that they would decide to put on a new one. A new, yeah, the new sequel. Because they're going with so many unsafe bets recently. Like, well, how can this... How can this uh, fail in a way? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're going to do it wrong. Is what they're going to do. They're going to put Bruce Willis with somebody that's not funny. <laughs> that's not really the key for me. I mean, <laughs> yeah. The original Die Hard is easily the best. I think uh, it's. I think the thing that, it, or one of the things that you know made it better than the rest is that they didn't go with the whole more is better thing. Excess wasn't the the whole thing. It, it was kind of toned down, small gun battles, fights, and then a big explosion at the end. And everyone since then has been getting more and more ridiculous. And this guy comes in, the guy who wrote Wolverine and what, A-Team, which has a scene where a parachuting tank takes out of a plane. Uh, I'm Yeah, I'm not looking forward to this. You don't, know yet. you don't know yet whether or not that's plausible in context. So don't start just judging without, you know... First of all, have you even seen Die Hard 2? Because just saying Die Hard 1's the best. I, I, oh, like yes, easily I've the seen best, I think Die Hard 2. You do know Fred Thompson's in Die Hard 2, right? Yes, I do know that the distinguished Fred Thompson is in that, yes. Right, okay. you, mean, you mean former Republican presidential <laughs> candidate Fred Thompson? <laughs> Correct. Yes, exactly. Okay, yeah. just Die Hard is, I, I don't know, It's. I think it's the best. There was only one complaint I had about the whole movie, and that's when What's-His-Face comes out at the end shooting. Yeah, Boris um, Goodenough, I believe his name was. What that, did we just no, recently Alexander watch? Goodenough. They had the exact same music too. Uh, that what was what were we talking about? There's another movie very recently that had the exact same music as that music when he escapes at the end and starts trying yeah, to shoot people. Yeah, I do remember watching this with you. And the I guy from like, fam- like I don't even know what movie that was with Urkel. What movie? What TV show was that with Urkel? Family Matters. Family Matters. I was going to say Family Ties, um, and that's obviously wrong. Yeah. And he shoots, he shoots uh, the guy down. Yeah, it's pretty poetic, pretty intense. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It sounds Bruce Willis has his plate full for a while, so I don't even think this is going to happen for like two years. So I think Bruce Willis will be like eighty by the time this happens. But I think I, it gets harder and harder. Like, I mean, like in a good way, not more difficult, but like harder. <laughs> like, you know, right. he's dying even harder. It's so, hard. It's harder now. It's harder. Hard, yeah, die harder. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Next topic. Director Robert Rodriguez releases a special Cinco de Mayo trailer of his upcoming film, Machete. The trailer not only looks completely badass, it takes a small punch at Arizona. Uh, specifically, it, like, it doesn't state specifics, but... It's pretty obvious least, why. Yeah, yeah. When you, see, when you see it, you get an idea. Like, you would guess that they're commenting on the recent controversial legislation yeah. concerning uh, illegal immigrants. But um, a lot of it's, like, the main... what was the trailer before they added a couple things. I never noticed how many people were in this movie. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. I mean not and not just people, like not like Gandhi had a lot of people in it, but like famous people. Like Robert De Niro, um the hot chick from uh that one thing. <laughs> you have Jessica Alba. Yeah, that that's the one. Then the hot chick from the other thing. And thank well, God they re- reunited Don Johnson and Cheech Marin finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's another good point. I loved in the trailer they say introducing Don Johnson. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. <laughs> yeah, and can we talk about Jessica Alba for a minute? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, go she's, ahead. The floor is open. She's definitely hot, but goddamn, is she a god awful actress? I mean, they're <laughs> hot actresses are a dime a dozen. Find Wait somebody a different. Second. Wait a second. So you're you're telling me that she has made her entire career, and it is, has been quite a career, just on being attractive. Yes. She was in the Fantastic Four movies. You think they oh, just yeah, anybody? Oh, yeah, that's right. I stand corrected to Invisible Girl or Woman, whichever one she was playing. But, yeah, well, I mean, just throw in the other Jessica or just anybody. I mean, she's she's horrible. That scene where she's, like, trying to rally the crowd in the trailer is... I just I almost laughed out loud to that. 
We didn't cross the border. The border yeah, crossed exactly. us or something like that. Well, that's just... I mean, it's bad writing. And also, I, like... I mean... I, I'm willing to grant that maybe there are a couple of attractive uh, actresses uh, in Holly, working in Hollywood that maybe are getting, you know, someplace on their looks. But come on, really? Do you think the conspiracy is that deep that she's not really pretty good? That really it's just her looks? I'm yeah. kidding, of course. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah she's Tapa. really hot. So, but her movies, yeah, obviously. But we also have uh, Michelle Rodriguez in the movie, who's been 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 around lately, at least recently in Avatar. It's yeah. Michelle Rodriguez, right? Yep. Uh, so, missing someone: Lindsay Lohan, De Niro, Steven Seagal. Oh yeah, Seagal's yes. in it. That's, that's what I was forgetting. Jesus. And Jeff Fahey, the lawnmower man. This reality TV show. Yeah, the lawnmower man. What is his name? Jeff Fahey. Yeah. He's a, he's a creepy man. He's a he good guy. Creepy. It's all on his eyes. Well, yeah. Did he, <laughs> I don't know. Like, do you actually think that he released released this in the trailer the way it was, like to actually make punches at Arizona for like political purposes, or was it just like, oh, quick, this is in the news, put it on? Do you actually think? Oh, I think it's in like, the news, put it on. I, I, or, or I mean, maybe not, but or maybe. Maybe there is some political statement there, but I think it's made more for comedy than anything. Yeah. Just the way it's framed is yeah. is kind of comedic. Uh, yeah, it's funny that he calls out Arizona like in the little intro before the trailer. Yeah, Machete's yeah. going to kill Arizona is pretty much what it's like. <laughs> yeah. it's you know, I was a little disappointed for uh, those of us that saw the Grindhouse double feature. I remember this being quite clear uh, because a lot of the clips from this new trailer are literally the clips from the... Um, uh, the trailer that they played at the Grand House double feature, but they changed. Oh, some I didn't of the, realize um, that this was one of those trailers. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I haven't yeah, seen yeah. those. This, this was you haven't seen out. those yet? No. Oh my god! What? Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who to. I think I should just do this by myself. I want to kick both you and Greg off right well, now. What have I done wrong this episode? <laughs> you, you haven't seen the Sandlot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's true. That's true. That's true. All right. But yeah, but they they changed some of the narration, and one of my favorite parts of the narration uh, in the double feature was at the end. They said, "If you hire Machete to kill the bad guy, make sure you're not the bad guy." And I really thought that was hilarious, and they got rid of it. But still, it's it's good. It's I, I got a kick out of the new trailer. Definitely watch it if you haven't seen it. Yeah, the, those trailers, that whole span of you got Thanksgiving, you've got that, you've got. Vampire, or sorry, Werewolf Women of the SS. Uh, don't! Yeah, what what is that one? That's not the Werewolf don't. Women one, is it? It's just called no, Don't? No, no, no. Is it? Yeah, don't. Okay, I don't know, I didn't remember the name of the title. That's With great. Will Arnett just doing, just yeah. saying, don't, <laughs> don't. It's so good. Anyhow, Jim, have you seen that? No. He hasn't seen any of them. Yeah, I haven't seen the trailers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. That was like the intermission, work. right? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. And Rodriguez was supposedly working on the Thanksgiving movie also, but I think that's been put on the, the back burner recently. Anyhow, uh, next topic: more news on the Transformers Three front. Apparently, Jerry Bruckheimer wasn't done heading talent to the series when John Malkovich, Francis McDormand, and Ken Jeong joined the cast. Now, apparently, Patrick Dempsey has signed on to play Megan Fox's boss in the movie, a character that I'm sure is going to uh, live a long and, and fruitful life. Uh, can I just say that Bruckheimer is a fucking genius? <laughs> I guess, yeah. Why is he a genius? <laughs> well, he obviously realizes that this entire movie is going to be you know, purely the gross on the first weekend. And that's it. After that, everyone's going to realize it sucks and not go anymore. So, oh, what's like what happened with Transformers Two? Yeah. So, yeah. what's what's you, you know what's your your plan? Just make your audience your target audience as wide as possible. So let's see. Um, teen heartthrobs. We have LaBeouf and Fox. Check. Uh, let's get some indie artsy types in here. Get that crowd in here. Malkovich, McDormand. Check. Um, how about some raunchy humor fans? Ken Jeong. Oh, okay. Check. Um, how about the romantic drama TV crowd? Mm, we'll throw on Dempsey. Check. I mean, what is he missing out on? I'm not sure, but he's covering Porn his stars. bases. By the way, yeah. I, I didn't if write Sasha this. If in this, I'd go see it. <laughs> They didn't write this. Um, it's not official yet, but supposedly Jamie Kennedy is also being being talked to about being in the movie. Like, there you go. There's another outlet for yes, you. Yes, right the there. idiot teenager crowd. Yeah. <laughs> he's how old is Jamie Kennedy now? He's got to be pushing 35 or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's he's 23 teen. He's 23. Teen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I 
I know Jerry Buckheimer was talking about how he wanted to make it more character oriented. Like that's what he's been saying about Transformers Three, and I, I guess he doesn't understand that the quantity of characters doesn't necessarily make it more character oriented. And that's, uh, yeah, I, I really don't know where he's going with this. Maybe the three of us should get together and write uh, Bruckheimer a, just like a nice email about how he has no idea how to make money on movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Find a fan base. Let's tell him how to be successful as well. <laughs> right, yeah. Can we give him any more advice about how to be successful? It's uh, a very good point. Oh. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know exactly where they're shooting this. They actually shot a little part, and I still haven't seen the second Transformers. But they shot a little part of it uh, right outside of my apartment when I used to live in Philadelphia. They had to like block off the street and everything, and I, I don't even really know what 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 that was. But uh, wherever they shoot this one, I mean, there's just horrible stuff happening. There's this oil spill outside of Alabama, Louisiana, and Mississippi. There's there's uh, flooding in uh, I think uh, Tennessee right now. If something really bad could happen wherever they're supposed to be shooting this. It's in Chicago, really by the way. They're shooting in Chicago. Uh, yeah, okay. So, I mean, not, I don't mean like the whole city, but I just mean something like that would give me any sort of indication that there is some sort of divine intelligence uh, to, to, to not just the world but the movie world. I think uh, that would be the way to do it. <laughs> well, Transformers knock into shit and they knock some buildings down. Things can get dangerous. Somebody... Are you guys threatening Transformers 3? So, yeah, I guess what I'm saying is if Megatron was real, hey, Chicago, Chicago. If. Next up next up on the list, a certain governor from California will be appearing in his first Hollywood movie since 2004. Yes, the one and only Arnold Schwarzenegger will be playing yeah, a role. In- one of the other California governors, like <laughs> Reagan. That'd be even more free. Uh, playing a role in Sylvester Stallone's Expendables, which releases on August 13th of this year. Schwarzenegger's appearance was confirmed after he appeared in a new trailer of the film, which features him making jokes at Stallone's expense. Oh, uh, yeah. Apparently, you know, uh, times are tough in California. Even Arnie needs a second job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys... If I'm Arnie and I'm and clearly you know like letting this happen, uh, doing this actively would probably be. I've got to put out there long before anyone sees that trailer that everything I'm making off this movie goes directly towards dot dot dot, and I haven't heard anything like that. And I feel like this is just a giant PR disaster. Clearly, re-election is not an issue for him. What's more important, his PR as governor or Sly Stallone's PR for his movie? Because I'm sure it was set up as. Like, hey, it's sort of a well-kept secret that you're going to be appearing in this movie. We can't let anyone know, so it's going to be a surprise when it comes out. So, surprise, uh, Schwarzenegger, you're going to get fucked. <laughs> it's pretty much, it's, it's pretty much the Tiger Woods scenario. I mean, Arnie decided to give up acting, so he become the governor, and now he's just kind of sliding back in. Tiger Woods, like, oh, I'm going to take some time off from golf, you know, so I can concentrate on my family. Oh, here I am, you know, at the Masters now. Pretty quickly after. Uh, they just can't stay away from their true love. I must admit, like... Wait a second, wait a second. I really feel like Arnold Schwarzenegger's true love is movies, which is his career, whereas Tiger Woods' true love, maybe not golf, <laughs> maybe, I don't know, fill in the blank, but, I, you know, I, we're, we're trying to keep this show to a proper, but I, I read some text messages he sent somebody, and I, I have to say... <laughs> I read some texts. Um, I'm, I must admit, though, for... Schwarzenegger, what? It, it might have taken. It seems like his role is very, like, pretty much limited to what we saw in the trailer. He's in there for. He's got like three yeah, lines. It looks like a cameo. So how long did it take him? It took him like an hour when he worked yeah, as the governor. Probably of, uh, not much longer than Bill Clinton to contact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys planned that because that was awesome. <laughs> I, uh, well put. Well they they should have used. They should have taken B roll from Terminator Two and just put him in. Uh, and put him in that. <laughs> oh. All jokes aside, though, um, the trailer looks pretty badass. Like it's it's sort of on the same. It's hitting the same market as Machete, where it's just like, all right, we're gonna do a throwback to where we just have just big guys running around trying to act completely badass and sort of tongue-in-cheek the entire time. And just... See, I don't get that feeling. I get the campy feeling from Machete, but I don't get the campy feeling from Expendables at all. It looks like they're trying to be a serious action movie to me. I think they're trying to play both sides of the uh, the coin on this. I feel like that they want... Like, Machete's not going to get a lot of people that are just looking for an action movie, but... Uh, 
Whereas this, I think, I think they're trying to play to people like us who want to see a ridiculous movie starring all these old people and apparently Jason Jason Statham. And um, I think they're also though playing to the people that want to see some stuff blow up and want to and actually get a kick out of you know stupid one-liners and stuff like that. So. I I really don't see how you get the campy feel because. Just look, or sorry, how you don't get the campy feel. You have, just look at the names on the, the list. Cast, of the, the cast does yeah. lend itself to it, but like the scenes don't to me. I mean, besides Arnie saying, you know, give but it to him, he likes Steve the jungle. Austin, yeah, and when you see Steve Austin throwing people into walls like he's in a wrestling ring, that didn't make you, uh, that didn't give you the campy feel. Uh, no. Some people, some people tune in every Monday night to watch people, watch Steve Austin throw people into walls with no sense of irony whatsoever. So don't, don't overestimate the American movie going public, Craig. These are people too stupid to download a movie and watch it at home for free. Oh. So, <laughs> com, everyone. And by the way, we'll have the, we'll have the trailer linked on Gunga Pit because it's a pretty good trailer. Check it out. See Schwarzenegger in his, uh, his new glory. Um, on a tangent, on a tangent from that, friend of the show, Sylvester Stallone says that he's 99% sure Sylvester Ram- Stallone, Hollywood hoopla. Yeah, he's 99% sure that the Rambo series is done. It's over. The project called Rambo the Savage Hunt apparently only has a 1% chance of survival. Meanwhile, Stallone claims that they're already working on a sequel to The Expendables. I saw this movie one time where this guy, I really didn't think he was going to survive. I wouldn't have even given him 1% chance. You know what that guy's name was? John fucking Rambo. <laughs> Rambo? <laughs> Rambo? <laughs> One percent chance is so much more than he needs. This is ridiculous. <laughs> if this movie doesn't come out, it's it's an absolute assault on everything. Everything every American should believe. What is this? Would this make the fifth? Fifth. The, the fifth Rambo. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't see why not. Like we're in the what's the word in the environment, in the temperature, in the climate of Hollywood right now. It's just let's go with the safe bet. Like sometimes I know that's usually the case, but it's big time right now. Why not make a fifth Rambo? Like I'm sure he should shock the world and kill the character off in the last one. Shock the world. It'd be huge. Maybe that's why. Have you guys seen the uh, the the last Rambo, the the one that came out? Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Uh, Yeah, I think so. (laughs) You came out like two years ago. You already forgot if you saw it or not. It's fantastic. So I, I was gonna the joke I was gonna tell is are we sure he didn't die at the end of that one? But um, that might, I don't still, think so. 100%. <laughs> yeah, he definitely doesn't die at the end of that one. But I, I am, I am, I am curious. Does he does he die from from uh, in the new movie that we're we're now creating? Does he die from another bad guy? Like he dies at the no, same time the bad no. guy dies, like gladiator no, he, style? He, he or does he, he does he eat his own bullet? Or does he? Or does he <laughs> Does he, he, he fades away on his couch like Yoda. <laughs> you guys are all wrong. Agent Orange finally gets him. <laughs> Agent Orange. I like that he eats his own bullet thing, but I, I also... The Yoda one's good. <laughs> the Yoda one is good. I didn't get a chance to laugh because I wanted to work in Agent Orange so bad. Sorry to all the Vietnam vet listeners. It's a really off-color joke. Oh, next <laughs> Off color. Next topic. What <laughs> <laughs> the punch went off? All right. How did I not even see that? Uh, Johnny Depp refuses to be mugged. The famous actor was leaving a recording studio with a friend when they were held up by a man with a broken bottle. Depp reportedly told the man to back off, and then the mugger said, "I ain't stealing from Captain Jack," and put down the bottle. So, in other news, muggers have horrible taste in movies. You're going to call him <laughs> Captain Jack and not. Hunter S. Thompson or the Edward Scissorhands, Edward Scissorhands, sure, just any of the good movies that Johnny Depp's been in. Not gonna, not gonna reference any one of those. This first, mug, first one was muggers useless. This muggers useless. <laughs> Here's hoping that it was a bottle of rum. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> See, uh, there's, there's definitely Captain Jack. Maybe he was talking about alcohol the whole time. He's probably delirious. Who knows where. <laughs> <laughs> On the other hand, some mugger found Billy Joel and said, "I'm stealing as much as I can from the guy that wrote Captain Jack." So I do like how Johnny Depp pretty much pretty much can't get any cooler. He was walk. I think they were leaving like a recording studio where he was actually playing guitar for some 
Yeah, hanging out with his musician. Yeah, hanging out with yeah. musician. And then after, he I'm pretty much... He was wearing a cool hat and had facial hair, too. I'm, like, I'm sure he did. <laughs> um, and then after, he denies the guy money, and the guy just, you know, go goes pretty much, you know, peaceful on him. He ends up giving the guy money and say, hey, straight. I feel like Johnny Depp might have the force. He might. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this mugger has a role in the next Pirates movie. <laughs> that would be great. Full rehabilitation. Yeah, he played, he, he plays a girl with real boobs. <laughs> nice. Last but not least, <laughs> that's some obscure joke. Uh, that you won't forget that one. Wipe that one from the record. That's uh, pretty obscure. <laughs> Last but not least, uh, Iron Man Two will be released this weekend, May seventh. Let's get some betting practice in. This is important for October. How many millions will this blockbuster make on opening weekend? Jeff, you're first. Oh, by the way, uh, difficulty rating. Uh, we're playing Price is Right rules. Jeff, sorry, okay. you first. I get to go last. Fair enough, fair enough. I I understand the rules, but Greg, you, uh, I don't think you understand what, how a futures market works or an options market. It, okay. it really doesn't it, – it has very little to do with how much it makes. It's how much it's projected to make and whether it's going to make more or less than that. So right. we need to figure out what the projection is. It's kind of like playing the line. So we're playing over-under here kind of thing? Yeah, we're playing the line on this one. So we have to figure out what the line is, and then that's what you make bets on. Not right. not how much it's going to make, but what what the expectation is. All right. I'm going to throw um, out a line then. Okay, throw out a line. $78 million. That's opening weekend? That's opening weekend. Uh, boy, that's a huge opening weekend, isn't it? That's a big opening weekend, but... It, it's less than the last one. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised I'm that's go, less. I'm taking the over. Taking the over. Uh, I think it's going to be over that. How much did the original make? Do we have that number? And made like in the 90s or something. In the opening weekend? Wow. Yeah, it was huge, dude. Uh, 98 million. Jesus. Fifth, I thought I was... 15th I was overall. And, you know, I mean, if I'm if I'm on Wall Street right now, I'm looking at historically sequels to action movies do mm-hmm. significantly yeah. better I'm, uh, opening weekend than, than the original. I, and I'm sure that... You know, just like with anything else, the, the people the people setting the line know more than I do. Right. But uh, I, I I think uh, if I'm setting the line, I think I go 115. Right? Yeah, I was thinking 110, 115, so that would be right around my numbers too. Hmm. Well, you are the numbers guy. I, I'm not. I definitely can't claim that crown. I'm sorry. I, I you would definitely have to put the line a little higher and. Yeah, it's going to make more than the people original. are pretty excited for this. I heard overseas it's doing really well already because it opened yeah. early. Why the hell did it open in the UK first? Why? Why people? I don't get it. I don't know. Apparently, the euro has some kind of pull around here. I don't know how. <laughs> All right, sorry, that's not even the euro. I'm an idiot. Sorry, the pound. Um, but did it open more than just in UK? Did it open in Europe too? Mm, I don't know. Okay, it's in India already. They're 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 balling in Bollywood. They're bootlegging shit out of his face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, and I guess speaking of which, are you guys going to be part of this $115 million line? The opening weekend? Uh, I'm not real keen on seeing an opening weekend. Not that I'm against it, but I'm not planning on going. <laughs> I can get dragged you, huh? to it. I might drag you. Maybe I'll drag you. Okay, over to I'll go with you. I'm like, that'll happen. I'll ride with you. My my lovely my lovely wonderful girlfriend's gonna be in town this weekend, so I sincerely doubt that I'll be you'll taking. Spend, you'll spend some alone time at the movies. <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't think Iron Man Two is up our alley. So, oh, all right, awesome. Well, that, that's it for the Hollywood hoopla. Uh, moving on to our our movie reviews, the fantastic movie reviews. Uh, I guess. Today we'll start with Jim. That's what my magic. Ah. I asked if I asked if Jim should start the the movie reviews, and my magic eight ball said definitely. So, Sweet. <laughs> um, actually, I saw two movies. Uh, I'll start with the first one, both of which were uh, 2008. Um, the first one I'll review is Tropic Thunder. Uh, it's a Ben Stiller vehicle. Uh, he co-wrote it, directed, starred in it. Um, basically, it's a comedy. It's uh, about a group of actors who are doing a Vietnam War movie. Um, the movie quickly gets behind schedule. Some of the actors start butting heads. Uh, directors getting bitched out by the you know production company. Yada yada yada. So he kind of starts to take things in a you know a, a drastic direction, and he decides to kind of do some guerrilla filmmaking and takes them deep in the jungle to uh, do some filming. And they actually get attacked by real soldiers. Uh, 
part of a defense for like a poppy farm, you know, drug lord type deal. And when they're assailed by these soldiers, the actors think it's part of the whole script and movie making experience, and they're just going along with it, thinking they're you know fine or whatever. They're clueless to the whole thing. So high end jinx ensue, and that's pretty much the whole movie. Um, there's a smattering of movie stars in this. Um, the most notable are Robert Downey Jr. and Tom Cruise. The rest are, are pretty basic, doing their normal shtick, like Jack Black and Ben Stiller, that sort of thing. Um, Robert Downey Jr., he plays this Oscar-winning Australian actor who, for this role, has decided to get an operation to get his uh, skin pigmentation to black so he can play um, this African-American warrior. And uh, he's pretty amusing. He's a little over the top. Uh, he's like one step away from speaking jive from the whole movie. Um, Tom Cruise is also in it as a, the movie producer. Um, plays a pretty good role. He's also over the top. Um, his entire role is basically bitching people out on the phone and preaching money and power to you know his comrades and some of the other people. Um, he ends up wearing like padded clothes and glasses and has like uh, male pattern baldness and it's just kind of dumpy looking. But yeah, he's this you know acts all tough and listens to gangster music and stuff like that. So he was pretty entertaining. Um, the movie as a whole. Pretty much didn't do a whole lot for me, actually. Um, I was pretty bored a lot of the time. Those two roles were the redeeming qualities for it. Uh, I was pretty amused by that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it might have suffered a little bit of the overhype thing for me. I've heard I heard good things going into it and was expecting it to be better. Uh, there, it also had a little bit of uh, the fake trailers in the beginning of this movie, too, kind of like we were talking about for uh, Grindhouse. But, uh yeah, overall, I mean, not horrible, not great, just kind of middle of the road. Who's the funniest? First question. Um, I think Tom Cruise, just because of the over-the-topness for him. Hmm. Robert Downey Jr. I enjoyed, but he was more amusing than laugh-out-loud funny for me. Right, right. And you um, hate Jack Black because you hate Jack Black. I don't mind Jack Black, actually, but he was just doing his normal shtick, so. Right. Nothing amazing. I saw this movie actually not too long ago, probably about a month ago. Okay. Um, felt very much the same way as you did. I think that the the faux trailers at the beginning of it were my favorite part. Remember, after those ended, I said I would just watch that for a half hour or an hour and a half. There's no way the movie's going to live up to this, and I was absolutely right. Yeah, uh, I, I really didn't do. I really didn't like that movie. Um, I didn't think I. There were very very few funny parts and. Most of the jokes that they were just so, like, just very old jokes. Like, nothing, like, new, really. Like, I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was at. What surprises me, I, um, uh, like, I didn't know Ben Stiller has done so much directing. He's done a ton. He's been, he's, uh... He's only been, like, his he's, fourth movie or something. He's been directing since, I guess, 89, if you wanted to consider it that late, from Elvis stories. But, yeah, Reality Bites in 94 would probably be his first big one. And then you've got Cable Guy, Heat Vision, and Jack, which Jeff will talk to you about. And then, uh, fuck yeah, Heat Vision and Jack. <laughs> fuck yeah. But yeah, that surprised me. I didn't know he did, did so much of that. And I guess this is his, his uh, first time writing in a long time. Last thing he wrote was Zoolander. So give him a break. Maybe he's still writing Zoolander jokes in there because he's, you know, it's it kind of seemed like it. Years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Zoolander showed up. Yeah, he wasn't as dumb as that character, but uh, not too far off either. Pretty, pretty damn close. Yeah. yeah, it was a very similar character to Zoolander, I would say. So, is this a, a cable recommended or something? Um, I wouldn't even go that far. Watch the first ooh. five minutes, is what I think, and then and then tune the fuck out. I, I enjoyed it a little bit more on Jeff, than, I think, just because of the the Tom Cruise factor. But yeah, it's not all that great. Roger. Did you want to review? You said you had a second movie. Oh, right? yeah. Um, my other one, Semi-Pro, 2008. Yeah, another <laughs> comedy. Uh, this is one of the Will Ferrell vehicles. Um, basically, he's playing his usual idiot self. Um, he's the owner-slash-coach-slash-player for the ABA's Flint Tropics. Um, the story is basically, uh, it's the last season of the ABA, so it's the 70s. Um, and this is the last season before they merged with the NBA. The NBA is only going to take four of the teams from the ABA, and they've decided that, you know, the teams with the best records will go to the NBA. So they're already in the, the dump when this happens, so they have to make a run for the title. Um, this thing is filled with the Will Ferrell usual jokes. Um, I 
I'm not one of those people that have sworn off Will Ferrell just because it's the same old stuff, but this one, this was pretty stupid. Uh, it wasn't a very good movie. Uh, I, was, <laughs> I was hoping for a couple guffaws, you know, just something weird, something out of the ordinary, but got nothing. Um, there was one gag that I remember from the trailer, and it was him promoting a wrestling match with a bear at the basketball stadium <laughs> after the fight, or after the game. And in the trailer, they present it like it escaped, and he's being really quiet and warning the crowd. And I really thought that was funny. But when it came to the movie, they changed it, and it's more of a panic situation, and totally lost its humor. And so the <laughs> best move or the best gag to me from Semi Pro was something from the trailer, not from the movie. Wow, that's yeah. sad. Um, Did- although being from Flint in general is pretty funny. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a Flint-based team. <laughs> yeah, stuff like, like from that. Flint, Michigan. Yeah. And oh, I'm just realizing now that it's the tropics. Tropic Thunder, weird. Okay, um, <laughs> you could have used that for your segue. <laughs> I could have. Um, but uh, yeah, actually, my favorite part was uh, Andre Benjamin of Andre 3000 fame. He's just got a cool voice, and he plays like the team superstar. And there's at the end, like in their final game, they pretty much invent the alley oop. And it just reminded me of an SNL sketch of uh, Michael Jordan being Sweet River Baines. Sweetwater Jones or Sweet River, <laughs> Sweet River, is it? It's, yep, Sweet River Baines. And that's Sweet what River the whole Baines segment was. And it reminded me of that, and that's why it was funny, not because What the hell just... was the Michael Jordan Sweet River Baines? <laughs> he, was the, he was the first black Harlem Globetrotter. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's so Yeah, funny. it's a great sketch. And he's just... He does a no-look pass and hits the guy in the head with it. <laughs> it's so good. And they just keep passing. Passing to him, and it's like, there he goes again. Sweet River Baines. Oh, dear. <laughs> you know, it's just like they're bored because he's just got a 1,000 points. Right. But, uh, yeah, I, I turned that movie <laughs> off afterwards, and, yeah, I was pretty much just shy of being sorry that I wasted my time in that movie. And we've wasted enough time talking about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> next topic. Guys, uh, guys, um, real quick, I just want to interject. Uh, as as a lot of the listeners know, we do this uh, we do this on Skype. And being on Skype, occasionally we, we get afforded these really excellent opportunities. And I just I thought, you know, this doesn't really apply to me because, as, as I mentioned, I, I have a lovely girlfriend. But, uh, you know, apparently there's an easy new way to find friends and sex partners. That's what <laughs> just, just showed up. So anybody who's interested should go to http colon slash slash x X, X, the letters X, three of them, matchdates.com. I don't know what you'll find there, but I guarantee it wouldn't, they wouldn't. So I should stop you, using so. Craigslist? I don't know. <laughs> First of all, I don't know why friends and sex buddies need to be mutually inclusive, but I guess. Uh, <laughs> um, anyhow, uh, that also reminded me, we, we sort of made a poke at, I think this was the last Highwood rundown where we talked about the. I'll, just, I'll, I'll let me let me set this up different differently. I watched the recent South Park episode recently, um, recent South Park recently, uh, the yeah. latest one, and it was pretty funny. It was about pretty much the Tally character, if you know the know the series. Otherwise, don't even worry about it. Uh, getting an intervention, and at the end, there's a warning or like a, pretty much like a help message saying, if you know a towel that needs help. Go to the following URL, and underneath that, it just said RestoreStephenBaldwin.org, and I find it hilarious that a County Central is also picking up on the joke, um, but I guess it might be oh, more South Park. A lot of people. Let's not kid ourselves. A lot of people in movie hour listeners over there at County Central. Exactly, and uh, I do find it hilarious that when they posted that, there were so many people went to the site that they crashed the site because so many people went to go check it out. Like, what the hell is this? And apparently they, they inadvertently the shut place. down Stephen Baldwin. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's uh, it's so funny. so. If I understand correctly, Stephen Baldwin is still not restored. <laughs> That's what I'm together from too. <laughs> apparently, um, I should point out that that site, the RestoreStephenBaldwin.org, isn't in any. There's no official endorsement from Stephen Baldwin. Not to say that he's pulling strings for it or whatnot, but. There's no official endorsement like, hey, you know, help me out or anything like that. There's no Stephen Baldwin talking to them or giving them quotes. That's because they have to deliver the money first, and then he'll do speeches for them. Yeah, good point. Very good point. Anyhow. Once he's restored, I'm sure he'll be happy. (laughs) (laughs) Next next movie Whatever that is. Uh, Next movie review, uh, I'll I'll, I'll go. And um, I've got got a special one for you guys. I once saw uh, the new Nightmare on Elm Street movie which was uh, released last weekend. Yay, yay. Uh, it was directed by Samuel Bayer, who, if you don't recognize, you probably 
shouldn't feel bad because this is pretty much his first movie uh, making the jump from uh, a career of making music videos, which so many directors have. So many directors have. Uh, but not a bad start, I guess. Uh, the original movie, uh, just the, the original series was launched in 1984, so it's been quite a long time, people. It's been 26 years since the original, anyways. Uh, the last Freddy movie, I think, was 2003, uh, Freddy vs. Jason. Um, so it has, it's been seven years since the last one, to put it in perspective for you guys. Uh, for those not familiar with the series, uh, the plot follows a group of teenagers that slowly realize that they're dreaming about the same person named Freddy. And uh, this Freddy character can pretty much kill them, cause them physical harm, screw with them in their in their dreams. Um, and they pretty much, that whole movie, they struggle to trying to convince people he's real and how to stop them. Uh, I figure... I'll start with the things I liked, since there are there are less of those, so it's easier. Uh, I think it's a solid movie to begin the the launch of the new series. It's it's pretty much it has. It so has it is a whole, reboot. It is a reboot for sure, definitely a reboot. Uh, it's made like the reason it's such a good beginning, or it's easy to say it's a good beginning, is it's pretty much exactly like the original. So. Um, I guess we'll get to that part, but um, it has all your key elements. It's got a the hidden past of the town, a mysterious bad guy, and pretty much a plethora of adolescent teens to run through one by one, so that's always a bonus. Uh, it did not go, this was surprising, it didn't go the slasher film route of adding any like sexual scenes to the movie, which was sort of a cool uh, curveball, considering that it was a rated R movie, and it's pretty, mu- yeah, pretty much, I think Kruger and... Friday the 13th, Jason Voorhees sort of coined the slasher movie, so um, I was rather surprised. Um, other nice thing, Jackie Earl Haley does a great job as Freddy Krueger. I think it was an excellent choice. Uh, and he didn't, like, he took on, like, the mannerisms of the original Freddy of, like, sort of, like, jarring his head and uh, the way he would, like, talk and stretch his chin out kind of thing. But he didn't, his voice, is, he plays the voice completely differently. I don't know if that was the you know, post-production stuff that did that, but I think I think it lends a lot more to the scary side of things uh, that time around. Um, on the on the notes of things I didn't like, most of which stem from the movie being damn near identical to the original. Um, <laughs> it's so it's so damn close. Uh, it opens into a dream sequence just like the original. It the characters are pretty much near the exact same archetype as the first movie. Like you have your light-hearted, somewhat pretentious blonde that dies like right in the beginning. So when you say as the first movie, you mean literally every horror movie I've ever seen? Yeah, pretty damn close. Yeah, all right. Yeah, you've got that girl. You've got, but to point out, she dies in the exact same way in the original as in this movie, in the exact same place with the exact same other character, which is the you know sort of disturbed boyfriend who gets pinned for the crime, just like in the first one. And it's please tell me someone gets eaten by a bed. No, that's the thing. That's the thing. I was just about to say, in just case you're wondering, uh, the two friends are just like the two friends in the the original, barring the Johnny Depp getting swallowed by a mattress scene, because that's... I know, after I saw all that, I'm like, okay, at least I'm going to see a mattress swallow a kid, and it never happens. So, (laughs) um, Yeah, two two other things, and I'll, I'll end my rant. The soundtrack, which was pretty upfront and present in the original Nightmare on Elm Street... And I think was like in the series itself wasn't as outstanding in this as it was like in in the previous ones. I, I think it lost a little eeriness to it because of it. Like there was they sort of substitute substituted an eerie soundtrack for no sound or that really you know typical heartbeat. Like oh heartbeat okay I'm getting a little scared heartbeat sort of rising a little bit silence okay boom pop out Freddy I'm scared. Um, and the other one thing, which is actually the biggest deal of them all, I'd say, uh, the original movie was sort of credited with making like use, great use of the differences between like dream scenes and the real scenes, and even like tricking the audience into thinking that uh, they were safe from Freddy when really they were actually still dreaming, kind right, of thing. Right. And this remake took that idea and just ran it into the ground. Like they did, they did my number one favorite thing and tried to explain what was happening in scientific terms. I'm pretty sure that, like one of the one of the kids just says, "Yeah, you know, I've been looking up sleep deprivation, and if you don't sleep for a long time, you just start sleeping, even when you're awake." I remember that so from that the trailer, them, actually. Yeah, yeah. So that just gives them full bore of just, all right, yeah, Freddy's out whenever because you're going to be sleeping, and we're not going to show you sleeping. We're just going to walk around, and there's Freddy, and uh, 
And why is he so angry? (laughs) Freddy's angry because that's that's sort of a spoiler kind of thing, but I guess I can walk through it considering it's pretty much exactly like the first one. Um, They're trying to figure out why Freddy's out to kill him, which they realize, they think it's because they lied to their parents about being sexually molested by him when they were children. Because they don't, they actually all don't remember being molested by him. They sort of, it happened when they were five, and the parents try to make them forget it, and it's been a thing that's just been hidden in their past. And they think that Freddy's after him because they lied, but then they find evidence that they actually were sexually molested. And yeah, very nice, uh, sobby story. Like but, fingerprints or something? Yeah. <laughs> like, like DNA <laughs> samples, yes. Like DNA samples. Um, but yeah, he ends up he ends up uh, in the end, just like in the original. It's a it's an open ending. And wait, wait, wait but why is he so mad? I, he's he's just pissed off because he ended up getting torched by the parents, and uh, he uh, wasn't happy about it. Apparently, he doesn't like getting killed. So he, he okay. Decided... So so he's he's just a bad guy. Yeah, I guess you could also say he was mad because the parents took away his his toys, being the children. So you could say he was a little possessive of his of his flock, if you want to take that outlook on it. But um, yeah, after even after he got him back, he seemed rather uh, rather upset and was going to hurt them. So, couple um, questions for you. Uh, yeah, if it's about the mattress thing, like I said, the mattress no, thing. No. I'm over it. I'm over it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm going to talk about it as much as you want. So his, I've only seen a couple of the trailers, and like his face looks a lot more demented. Do they give like do they? put that out prominently or they keep it in the shadows and kind of use that to I good effect or I think it's there as much as in the original like the original movies it's it's hidden I'd say half the time and then they do when they show you the face they show it differently pretty much like every time like there's a part where they show his face like protruding out from a wall which is again exactly from the original movie right. uh, they do it in this movie um, so you get to see his face you know I guess like a mold of his face. Then you get to see his face with blood. Then you get to see his face with fire on it. Then you get to see his face just out of the shadows with his hat on and all that. Yeah, crap. I, mean, like every, I think you, I think it looks, I don't think it looks much different from the original. It does. It is a little, it was, I guess it is a little more realistic looking. Yeah, I haven't seen. Yeah. The parts I saw it, I don't know. It almost looked other creaturely. Like, I don't know. Just the shape of it just seemed like it was more golemy or something, you know, kind of like a roundy. Uh, I yeah, I don't. I don't a stretchy I neck or something. I don't know. And, um, uh, another question: what, So they go for pure scary here, or were they playing up any of the campiness of you know? That's actually the thing. I, I, you know, you expect like a little bit of you know, like an homage to the first one, just a little bit, like something there. And I think they did it way too much. And the campiness thing definitely. I don't think the campiness made it through somehow. Like it seems like it's such. A perfect copy from the first one, so and they somehow scary. they lost it. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Like it wasn't campy at all, but it wasn't. They were really just going for the jump out and scare you. That that was that was pretty much it. And the campiness of just the classic you running through town and people just dying left and right, and just making the joke of him running through just unstoppable, killing stuff in different ways. That wasn't exactly there, but. Um, I guess I didn't. I guess more of I was just focused on how it was just way too close to the original, and how it pissed me off. Which I guess, like, am I judging it too too harshly? Are we when we see a relaunch like this, like this is a reboot for a different generation? Like, is it that big of a deal that it's so? Like, what do you expect from a reboot? Like we've had. I, I know, think they would want to try for something different. You know, just I think going away from campiness is the right idea, if you ask me. But I I am not a horror buff at all. So maybe the horror buffs want. Want and love the campiness now, right? I I don't know. It just seems like um, uh, the new Batman was a completely new look at Batman. I would right. say like, yeah. there are there are examples of you know successful things that weren't frame frame to frame the same way. I like I don't know if it was just you know the director being his first launch that he's like you know what I'm gonna look at the original movie and I'm gonna just fucking go with it right because it it it's very close to the original. And that being said, I. You know, in short, I'm not happy with it. And fans of the, I think fans of the series um, will feel a lot like I do and be a little upset. But you know, if you if you want to see more Freddy movies, go see it because it needs to make money. But it made 32 mil, I think, opening weekend, which is 
Which it's is good. One, yeah, got the number one spot. It's not bad. Blacked out those 3D movies. All right, last question. Besides hot, how would you describe Connie Britton's performance? She's the hot <laughs> redhead mom. Right, right. Um, let's see. Lackluster? Might be, might <laughs> Disappointing. Be the first Disappointing. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I don't know. There was... Um, the other thing I can get out of my head was they one of the moms uh, looks a lot like the original mom, and I thought they actually brought her back for it. Like I'm like, okay, here's a nice little ode to the to the original, and it actually isn't the same person at all. So I couldn't get that on the head either. But um, so they were just trying to copy even more than yeah, yeah. It, I I just don't get it, man. I don't get it. Uh, right. So I guess uh, Jeff, you you up next. I saw. Um a documentary uh, by the name of Manufacturing Consent. It's about Noam Chomsky uh, and kind of his uh, worldview with regards to the media, the mass media. Um, came out in the 90s, the, I think 1992. Can I interrupt and, real quick? Um, yeah, go ahead. Who is Norm Chomsky exactly? Gnome. 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 See, I don't even know. Call him Norm, because that's awesome. So, good old old Norman Norman Chomsky. Um, He's a... a, uh, Well, his profession is he's a professor of linguistics at MIT. I'm not sure if he is anymore, but he was for a long, long time. And he's written several books, and pretty much I think he is regarded as the uh, the father of modern linguistics, um, which seems like a pretty small niche, but it has a lot to do with just cognitive science in general. Right. But um, I would say he's he's become a lot more popular in the public sphere. Um, because of his pretty extreme views about government and media, and um, so he this this is more about that than his uh, linguistic uh, uh, accolades, I guess you could say. Um, and his one of his one of his key views is that the media is very complicit in um, selling a worldview that the government would like you to believe that uh, that. The United States is inherently right in everything that we do, and the, anything that we do that looks bad is uh, is kind of glossed over by the mass media. And um, yeah, it's, that's a, that's about it. And just that the media, by framing the discussion in a certain way, or by you know selectively covering certain events or not covering them, in some cases. Uh, it does uh, the name of the title of the of the documentary manufactures consent amongst um amongst the the almost everyone in the country so that they can kind of do what they want and the idea that springs from that is that democracy is not necessarily a government by the people but by some elites that need to get the rest of the people to go along with what they feel that they need to do because if um you know the uh, the the old saying about uh, making sausage like making sausage is like making like making law. Um, that the less you know about how it all happens, the more happy you are with the situation. And um, yeah, and that's that's kind of what's that. So they use that quote in West Wing. It's got to be true. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, there you go. So um, it's 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 just kind of it's it's about that, and it's about how like. Uh, and again, it's it's from the early '90s, so it's really it would, it would be interesting. The entire time I was watching it, it's two hours and forty five minutes long, so it's pretty long. But uh, I was thinking about like, okay, so I wonder how this has changed now that news and and, and opinion and and just the, the the news media I think has been weakened by the ready availability of uh, you know of 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 the internet, the internet baby, yeah, yeah, and. Um, so I'd be interested to see what Noam Chomsky thinks about that. And I actually looked up a, a recent or more recent interview with him in 2008 where he talks about it a little bit. But um, I don't know. You know, if you're if you're into that sort of thing, it was it was okay. I felt that it was a little on the long side, but um, I certainly wouldn't recommend it for. You know, if I if I wanted to start a revolution, yeah, yeah, everyone should watch this. I think I think it's required watching for for revolutionaries but it's it's uh you know 
it's it's one of those things that you you watch it. Most people, I mean, you would you watch it and you go, okay, yeah, that might be true, but you know, I've got a mortgage and or you know, I've got I've got I've got this this stuff going on. It's just so much more important, and I don't need to worry about this. And that's kind of part of his point is that you, you get sort of pigeonholed into a spot where you really don't care that much. Even if you think you care, you don't really care that much about how the system works. You you work within the system, and he's saying that the system's pretty diseased. So that's the uh, that's the long and short of it. So I'm not, getting not to go ahead. Not to make this the political hour, but was there a um, this is actually a pretty this was actually a pretty uh, famous uh, I guess string of interviews with Chomsky. But was there like a call of action by the end of the movie? Like, Carrie, here's what you could do. To some extent, yeah, um, but because um, I do, I, mean, I do hate the focus. Right, I I don't know if I I hate or like love the fact that they give you like a solution, like hey, here's what you could do if you want to try to solve this problem. But uh, sometimes when they just you know play it where they just stay 100 percent out of out of the way and it's pure like unbiased information, like here, take this, do what you want with it. I'm not sure which I prefer more, but they they just sort of gave you the information and then that's it. I think that's part of the thing too. I mean, there was a point where um, where, where somebody asked him at what well, he was doing a talk, and someone someone asked him, "Okay, so what? You know, I, I shouldn't listen to the mainstream media. What news media should I listen to?" And he's like, "Well, that's not really the point, is it? Like, if I if I tell you, you know, the, the point yeah. is that you should find your own information and uh, and act on that. And I, so, yes, I mean that that that's awesome, but." There can't within that within within the message of the of this movie is you you shouldn't take anything for granted. I guess that that you need to question everything and even even what I'm telling you needs to be questioned. I guess so. That's uh yeah. So cool. I'm a documentary noob, pretty much. I've seen one, and so does this like which one have you seen? Was it? It's full of quarters? Uh, no. <laughs> I have not seen that movie. Uh, the only one I've seen, I believe, is uh, Inconvenient Truth, which I enjoyed, and it was informative. Um, but like, I get the feeling that documentaries often are like skewed one way or the other, as opposed to just, okay, oh, yeah, here's yeah, all the information. Definitely. So I'm guessing that this is well, the you, same if way. You feel, if you feel passionate enough about something to make a documentary, you probably feel passionate about right. it. Right. So. Um, I would not jump directly on this one. This th- this one's a little bit more boring. This is like okay. level ten, Jim. Gotcha. Like level gotcha. two. You know, you got you gotta... So King of yeah. Kong for me next. Oh yeah, wait, no, King, I saw King the Kong's I saw the crossword Spell- one. I saw the crossword one. Oh, so then you gotta you gotta see the spellbound one. Okay. That's All another right. another like lighthearted. You know, let's go see kids compete at spell spelling. And right. You try to see if you can so, beat the kids at spelling the word before they do. That kind of thing. I think there's a drinking the Scrabble one's that. pretty good too. <laughs> the Scrabble. Ooh, there's a Scrabble one. Cool. Mm-hmm. There's all. There, of course, there is. Uh, cool. Anyhow, uh, yeah, we're we're actually running a little long. We should we should we should move it to our our last feature. Parker Posey play along. Um, question we bring up every week. Bring it up uh, the forums gungabit.com. The last question was Jeff's. Uh, his question was name a villain. I guess it's more of a statement. Uh, name a villain that doesn't seem to have a real impetus aside from doing evil or frustrating the will of the protagonist. Well, very well written. Very poetic. Um, <laughs> yeah, so any any uh, responses that stuck out for you? Mine. We had some people dig deep. My <laughs> response? <laughs> nice, Jim. Nice. We had some people dig deep, which I which I definitely appreciate. Um, we, uh, we had Dean come up with Nuclear Man from Superman 4, which I didn't even know existed, quite frankly. I didn't I, know his name was Nuclear Man. I knew the guy. I just didn't know it was Nuclear Man. Um, I thought that was pretty good. Uh, so, somebody picked Anton Shigur from No Country for Old Men, which was uh, kind of a different direction that I was looking at, but a very good answer. I, I so. like that one just because, I mean, he did have a reason to be there, but... His evilness was kind of his own, you know, just like okay, I'm gonna fuck yeah. people up while doing my job. He was he was sort of a force of nature, which is yeah, kind of, yeah. You know, I, I would say he represents something like that too, which is sort of on the level of my answer. Right. When, I mean, um, yeah. Anyhow, I did I did like the answer and a great fucking movie. So anytime it's brought up, I'm just like, yeah, awesome. No country for old men. Talk about it. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Cool. So uh, our next uh, next question, I believe, is James's. So James, knock yourself out. All right. Um, my question is, 
What movie would we be surprised to learn that you haven't seen yet? And why haven't you? Wait, okay. Alright, alright. I was like, you, you isn't who? And then like, oh, it's for each individual. Yes. I get it now. So, my answer is uh, widely known as one of the contender for number one movie of all time. Gone with the Wind. Uh, I have not seen this movie. Um, and you are old. You are old. I am old, so, you know. Is it, it's, not, it's, on that, is it not on that super list? You would think that I would have seen that because of that, but one of my oh, companions had seen it, so therefore that, yeah. it was yeah negated from the list, so I still haven't seen it. Um, the reason I haven't seen this movie is um, actually because I don't think I will like it. <laughs> um, it's a period piece that was made back in you know the 30s. I, I think it's going to have a lot of melodramatic acting. Um, it's going to be slow and boring, so... I want it to be good, but I just have this feeling that I'm not going to like it. <laughs> I don't know if I want to deal Wait. with that. <laughs> what about half the movies that are on that stupid list to begin with? You yeah, know, half all those movies that I don't like. Yes, correct. Well, you could make a rule for yourself to see Gone with the Wind, because it's Gone with the Wind, just like you did with all this uh, list of movies. I, I've, I eventually will probably see it, but yes, I'm scared to see it because I'm afraid I will be let down. Hmm. Doing things for the sake of it. That's the, uh, yeah. Man, this is this is tough. I've got an answer, but I don't. Like is it, it the Sandlot? Yeah, it is the Sandlot. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to take Jeff's answer that he gave me. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not surprised. You just you already told me that. I was oh, surprised yeah. when you said it. I also haven't seen Troll Two, which I know is a big surprise. That's a big one. I am actually a little bit surprised about that. It's <laughs> um, a shitty movie. That is, <laughs> that is in your yeah, wheelhouse. This is tough. I've never seen Saturday Night Fever. That, does that count? Yeah, and uh, I do want to give uh, credit to uh, Joshua for uh, providing me with this question. By the way, did he already give you his answer? Can we hear it? Can I? Can I hear it? A... Um, he did tell me the movie. That he, All right, don't worry I, about it. But I don't we remember which one he cited actually. So okay. All right. But yeah, well, I, I, guess... I was considering a few. I, I I hadn't seen the Mad Maxes and. A lot of people have seen those, but yeah, Ooh, I had to yeah. go with the classic Gone with the Wind that everyone seems to have seen. That's right up my alley right there. Um, right, I, I guess, like I'm trying to think of a classic that I haven't seen that everyone would be pissed off or be surprised. I haven't seen Die Hard. Really? Oh. That is pretty oh. surprising, actually. Speaking of getting off the show, uh, <laughs> I haven't seen Die Hard. Why well, haven't you seen Die Hard? So you've just been you've just been pretty much just uh, humoring us this entire time, talking about how cool Die Hard is, and oh man, my heart's broken. That's I mean, I saw I saw I think I saw Die Hard two one time, and I, I've seen bits and pieces of Die Hard three. Uh, you know, that is surprising. So you're just not interested, just never came across it. What's what's the? Yeah, I mean, I feel like if the situation arose where I, I was in a room at, like, 1 a.m. with some people, and they were like, hey, we're throwing in Die Hard, I would be interested, but there's just no way in hell I'm watching that movie by myself, and there's no way in hell I'm watching that movie, like, I'm not, that's not a destination movie for me at this point, like, I, I'm sure it's badass, but I, I don't know. Uh, it's a, nice time I don't, I don't really need to see another action movie. You're watching Die Hard. Nice this this okay, is the movie cool. that's used in all the uh, the pitch meetings in Hollywood. Die Hard on a bus. <laughs> Die Hard on a boat. <laughs> Die Hard with a giraffe. It's, it's <laughs> so see, I've seen Die Hard 25 <laughs> oh, times, just with more it's, to it. It's historic. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to go back on my answer because I don't think anyone would be surprised that I haven't seen Sandlot. I've never seen it either, so I'm not surprised. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I don't think like any super classic would be I don't I don't know. I uh I wanna think of like something big that was in like the nineties or something that would be like, you know, perfect for my movie amateur life and I just I can't think of something. Um I guess Sandlot is what I'm stuck with then. I don't know. Was it you that have never seen Young Frankenstein? I've seen Young Frankenstein. Okay. I've uh, seen Young Frankenstein. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Anyhow, I guess we'll have to end it there. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, uh, Sandlot will have to be my answer. Uh, James, I guess uh, we'll, we'll be bringing the question to the boards, Um I'm also making a new, a new movement. Uh, I'm going to take personal responsibility to make sure that uh, the Facebook page gets a facelift, and I'll make sure that hey, it cool. shows up there. So... 
those that are looking for us on Facebook, it'll uh, it'll be up to date, and you'll find it find it there. Uh, but yeah, James, can you mention uh, question? Phrase your question one more time. Sure. Um, what movie would we be surprised to learn that you haven't seen yet, and why haven't you? Sounds very thoughtful when you say it like that. That's beautiful. I think, I think this is one of the best questions we've had in quite some time, actually. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you, Joshua. <laughs> thank you, Joshua, for the question. Uh, and, yeah, if you guys have ideas for Parker Posey Plays Along, you can uh, uh, PM us on the boards or some of, you guys have, some of you have personal emails. You can send them to there. Uh, but, yeah, James and Jeff, another fantastic movie hour in the, in the can. Uh, thank you for your input, for usual. Thanks for stopping by, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, drive safe. Take care, everyone. You will listen to the Val Kilmer Top Secret Movie Hour. See you later. Because that's how you get ants.